Good morning. I'm Pastor Nick. Welcome to our Rosewood Church of the Nazarene family. We hope today's message will be a help to you. May God bless you. grateful to have our preacher come, Reverend Dr. Elmer Gillette. He is the minister of the Church of the Nazarene in Brooklyn, New York. And we're delighted that he is our speaker throughout this week. Give a warm welcome again to Dr. Gillette, would you? Amen. Dr. Gillette. I have a, a strange feeling that something supernatural is about to happen. I just feel that God is about to move in a way that we have never seen before. And, and, and you know, there, there, there comes a time when God says, it's your time. And I believe is a result of faithfulness, this church praying to God. And, and if God is going to pour out his spirit on the church of Jesus Christ. He will begin in places like these that honor God, that pray and seek the face of God. I've been in a couple of revivals. One in my high school with Dr. Deal. We had a revival in a high school. And I've been in a couple other revivals where God has come in a way that is beyond our ability to figure out, to imagine. I just believe that God is about to do something here at Rosewood. I just believe that, that this is your time for a supernatural for the supernatural spirit anointed power of the Holy Ghost. I just believe that God is getting ready to take this church into a sphere of the supernatural that you may never have experienced before. Not because of any one person, but because of God's faithfulness. God says, I will build my church. And God's desire is to pour out his Holy Spirit upon us. God is faithful. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how you feel tonight, but, but I just believe, I just believe. I just believe that God is about to do a new thing. 
God is about to come and do something special. In the name of Jesus. Thank God for you. Thank God for this pastor. What a gift to the church. Pastor Nick. No, no, no. You you all didn't hear me. You all didn't hear me. What a gift to the church. This pastor is a gift to the church of Jesus Christ. And you ought to thank God for him. Because you'll never find another one like him. He is the best of the best. And the reason why, one of the reasons, the main reason why, I believe that God is moving in such a powerful force in this church is because of the angel of this house, because of this man of God. Here's a man of God that is leading this church, and God is saying, Nick Stravopoulos, I'm honoring your faithfulness, and I'm about to break forth in this place like you've never seen before. Come on, you want to bless God tonight. Hallelujah. I am excited tonight. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. And the word of God says, as you stand with me, I'll be standing for the rest of the time. So just keep my company for Two minutes while I read the scripture. Isaiah 43, that powerful passage of scripture. I'm reading from the NIV, beginning at verse 18 to 19. And the word of God says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See. In other words, open your eyes. See. I am doing a new thing. Now. That's the next word. Now. Not tomorrow. Not Friday. Not Thursday night at the deliverance service. Now I, the Lord, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I, the Lord, am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland, saith the Lord of hosts. Lord, your word is blessed. Thank you for your presence here tonight. You are an awesome God. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Our God. Our God. Can we say that together? Our God. Our God is a God of new beginnings. And there's a recurring theme in the scriptures. Accentuating God's promise of a fresh start for any time and for anyone, even after tragedies, loss, grief, failures, disasters, pandemics, and setbacks. Many of us have experienced the loss of loved ones, illness, severed relationships, setbacks, and have made blunders, and we feel that we are at an impasse spiritually, 
emotionally, physically, financially, sometimes the crisis can be so painful that we feel alienated from God. St. John of the Cross calls it the dark night of the soul. Here's what he says. In the darkness of your worst moments, when you were alone and persecuted, you found God. Help me to have faith that God is there, especially in times when God seems absent and far away. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, sometimes we try to make a fresh start while holding on to some things that we need to let go. If we want revival, we need to let go. I'm talking about a personal revival. We need to let go of some things, whether it's something or someone or maybe just an attitude or behavior. For those who are in the midst of bad times, times of health crisis, relational difficulties, perhaps divorce, or the loss of a loved one, or those who are going through the loss of a job or career, or facing addiction or an identity crisis, God offers a fresh start. Hallelujah. I want you to know that for every season, God has a plan. In the midst of seemingly impossibilities, catastrophic and crushing blows, God offers hope. Amen. Jesus declares unequivocal hope. This may be the most difficult time of your life. You wake up each day with pain and heartache that is beyond your capacity to handle. The good news is God says, I want you to have a fresh start. I want you to have a fresh start in life. I want you to have a new beginning. I want to do something new in your life right now. God is looking to do something new in our lives, both individually, in your family, and in the church body. He offers a brand new start. It's not just like God. Sometimes, you see, we allow mistakes, setbacks, and failures to enslave us to the point that we never enjoy the exuberance of being a Christian. Too often we settle for mere surviving instead of thriving. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We need to constantly remind ourselves, let me say it again, we need to constantly remind ourselves that God is far more interested in your future than he is your past. You see, some people think that God is stuck on their past. And that all he wants to do is remind them of the things that they have done wrong. God, listen to me, God is more interested in your future than he is your past. He says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See. Open your eyes. See. 
Put on your spiritual eyes. I am doing a new thing. That blesses me. Ah, God is doing a new thing. And he says, here's what he says. Now it springs up. Not tomorrow, but now. <laughs> and he says, do you not perceive it? I, Jesus, God, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. In America, the old folks say he's making a way out of no way. And some of you tonight, you're looking at your situation and you say, no way. I've got news for you tonight. God can take the tough, seemingly impossible situations in your life and make a brand new beginning in your life. So, in our text today, Isaiah the prophet was writing to the nation of Israel who by the end of the 7th century and the beginning part of the 6th of the, of the century B.C. were taken into captivity by the nation of Babylon. Now this is interesting. Isaiah is prophesying, watch this now, about 100 year, years before the Babylonian exile. Israel as a nation had rebelled against God and had refused to listen to his pleas for them to return to him. So God would discipline his people through the nation of Babylon by allowing them to be taken captive. And you know the story. You know the history for 70 years. God had greater plans for his people. They had a problem, you see, and God is offering a new beginning for his people. He wanted his people to have a fresh start. They could dwell on their mistakes and ruin their lives or they could forget their mistakes and move ahead. Just like the people in Isaiah's day had to make a choice, so do we. We need to make a choice. Maybe you've had a bad experience lately. And maybe you did something long ago that you regret. Maybe the memories coming back to haunt you are living full in your life today. Well, guess what? Many people have. But we must forget the past. Get a revelation. It's over. It's done. It's gone. It can't hurt you anymore. We got to move on. There's nothing you and I can do to change it. The only thing you can do is forget it and move on in the name of Jesus. And that is not arrogance. God says, forgetting the things that are behind, I press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You may be asking, am I important to God? Yes, you are. You are so important to God. He sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you. Though it may be hard to believe what God says about you, I encourage you to cling to his promises even more. Here's how much you matter to God. For I know when people denigrate you, when people try to define you, 
That's why you need to define yourself. Because if you don't define yourselves, people will define you. You have to know who you are. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You've been bought with a price. You've been set free by the power of Jesus. Once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Once we did not receive mercy, but thanks be to God, but now we have received mercy. For I know the plans I have for you. People may have plans for you, but God rules. God says, I know. They think they know. But God, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a future, and a, and a, a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, a, a verse that we all know. There isn't anybody in the world like you. There has never been. There will never be. When God made you, he broke the mold. Uh, God does not create carbon copies. He only creates originals. If you were to search the whole world, you will never find two people who have the same footprint, fingerprint, or voice print. Why did God make you different from everybody else that ever lived? Why did he go to all the trouble? Because... He wants you to know how special you are. You are special. You all didn't hear me. You, you all are too quiet. It's Sunday evening. Come on. Come on. Come on. Help me here. You are special. Come on. Turn to your neighbor next to you. Know that your neighbor is the person sitting the closest to you. And turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are special. Come on. Make some noise in this house. Come on. Turn to the other way. T turn around to the other person and say, neighbor, you are absolutely special. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are special. Look at you. Look at you. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed in the field. Blessed in the city. Blessed going out and blessed coming in. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. God wants you to know how special you are. How much you matter to him. You are unique. God created everything in this world for a purpose, including you and me. We're not here by accident. We're not just taking up space. You are designed by God Almighty, and it was his idea. It's not a mistake. The Bible says very clearly that you are purposefully, personally, Orderly planned and designed by God Almighty. His loving hand made you exactly the way you are. Your uniqueness is what God wants you to offer to the world. God doesn't create anything without value. You are valuable. Designed for destiny. Shaped for significance. 
Ah, you have the ability and the character to shape your world in a measure that humankind has never seen. You are meticulously designed by God to fulfill the kingdom mission that you are qualified to fulfill. You are a movement of incredible potential. Ah, Psalm 139, verses 30 to 40. For, for, for you form my inward parts. Oh, glory to God. You covered me um, in, my, in my mother's womb. I praise you because what? I am fearfully. I wasn't just put together. Mm, uh, God didn't wake up one day and say, well, I'm going to put you together. No, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works uh, and that my soul knows very well. I, in Isaiah 43, 25, it says, I, what's God talking of? I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will, rem I, I will not remember your sins. You know, people will remember your sins. They will hold sway over you for a hundred years, if they live to be a hundred years. But they remember your sins. But God, even in his omniscience, he has chosen, because he's God, he can do whatever he wants to do, he has chosen not to remember your sins. Isn't God good? <laughs> I, will, I will not live in the past. What happened, what happened yesterday is ancient history. I will live for Jesus today. One thing we can know for certain is this. God never consults your past to determine your future. In other words, God, didn't, God doesn't have to go back and say, well, let me see here. Let me see that brother here. He did something in the past. Let me see, let me see about him so I can determine his future. No, no, no. That's what people do, not God. Aren't you glad for Jesus? <laughs> this shows, um, says um, David Kuzik, and I like this. He said, this shows us that there is a sense in which we must remember the past in terms of God's great work on our behalf. There's also a sense in which we must forsake and forget the past with all its discouragement and defeat and move on to what God has for us in the future. It's time to move on. So many of us, Pastor Nick, are defeated because of our past. And if God has forgiven us, we need to forgive ourselves. Sometimes the hardest people to forgive is ourselves. God has forgiven you. And if God has forgiven you, you need to forget you need to forgive yourself in the name of the Lord. And do not place, continue to place guilt on yourself. If you know, if you have Jesus Christ to forgive you from your sins, regardless of what people may say about you, you need to set yourself free. My prayer is that during this revival, well, we will set ourselves free. For there is now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ. So God wants us to face the present. It is, it is easy to live in the past. 
It is easy to dream away our future. God is telling Israel not to get stuck so much in the past that they forget that, that he has something new and exciting for them in their present situation. He did not want them getting married in the circumstances and their conditions of captivity for it was not God's intention to leave them in this place. He was about to do something new and amazing for them. He wanted them looking expectantly for what he's, uh, he was about to do and not living in defeatism and hopelessness. I just believe that God is getting ready to do something new in your life. Can you, can you allow God? Can you, Lord, Lord, here I am. Lead me, Lord. Lord, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. That's what I want. I want you to do, you to do something new in my life. Lord, I am surrendered to you. I need a revival. I want you, God. I'm crying out from the depths like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. It was a large crowd. I guarantee you, Bartimaeus didn't say, Jesus... There are times we can speak softly. But it was a large crowd. And the blind, Bart didn't say, Jesus, thou son of David. He was, he was desperate. And he began to cry out. And, and, and we need to just cry out to God. Amen. I remember the old Nazarenes. Oh, they, Pastor Nick, you know, they used to cry out to God and, and, and bless the Lord. I don't, we don't have to be the same way, but just, just, just have a, a meaningful relationship with God. I want a revival. And God says, I'm doing a new thing for you. You know, you can learn from your past. But you cannot live in the past, as aforementioned. The past is a great place to learn from. It's a terrible place to live. If you live in the past, you will never embrace the future that God has for you. The declaration now. Here's a crisis of this narrative. God says, but now. When is now? Now is now. Now is not tomorrow. Now. You see, now begins in the spirit. God deposits it in my spirit. I may not see the manifestation until next year. But now. When God gives it to me in my spirit. Come on, you, you, you know what I'm talking about? You know, when, when, God, when, when God, his spirit bears witness with my spirit. When God speaks to me and, and deposits it in my spirit, then I have the sense of expectancy. I, I said, so the declaration, but now at the beginning of Isaiah 43, sets the tone for a new beginning, a change of direction. God is making a fresh start. And the first thing he tells his people is, fear not. And somebody here needs to hear that tonight. 
Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We are almost out of time. This is Pastor Nick Stavropoulos. If you would like to hear and or watch the whole message, please go to our website, rosewoodchurch.ca. Our biggest concern is that you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I encourage you to pray this simple prayer. Lord, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus rose from the grave and is now in heaven, preparing a place for all of us who believe. Today, I receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. If you would like to contact us at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, our phone number is 416-298-9932. Our email is office at rosewoodchurch.ca. This ministry is supported financially by people like you. If you would like to make a donation, you can send your gift by e-transfer to offerings at rosewoodchurch.ca. That's O-F-F-E-R-I-N-G-S at rosewoodchurch.ca. Or you can mail your check to Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, 657 Milner Avenue, Scarborough, Ontario, Thank you for giving to support this preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Pastor Nick, wishing you God's blessings throughout this week. Amen.